0: What's this tower all about? What's
1: this all about? You're listening to What's this Dao all about? and welcome back to What's This Dow All About? My name is Todd Perry, and with me is the great Dr. Carl Totten. Good morning, all. It's wonderful to be back and with everybody on the show. And on today's show, what we're going to discuss is we're going we're to start off with a, a personal story on here, and hopefully through us you know, going through my personal story that it can help you. So uh, it's not to be a, uh, an exercise in narcissism, <laughs> it's 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 to maybe through working this out, uh, it'll be a benefit to you. And then also, we're going to hit up um, two chapters from the Tao Te Ching if we get to them. Um, because, you know, sometimes in a lot of our shows, we'll be doing listener mail and all this stuff. And then thinking, wow, well, we just got to get right back to the source here and get to the hardcore Tao. Um, but before that, before that I was, I was musing to myself... Uh, as I want to do, earlier in the week. And I, I was watching, you know, they have all this. I'm sure people who listen to the show in five years will be totally dated, but they have the uh, <laughs> hurricane going on in Houston and all the damage. Yes. And they, they had the whole thing with uh, Joel Osteen, the preacher, that, uh, that didn't open up his church to everybody, which a lot of people scoffed at. And then, then I was thinking, how does one become the Joel Osteen of Taoism? How how do I mean not not in the negative way,
0: <laughs>
1: but uh, how does one get the sixteen thousand seat mega chapel right? Not gonna happen. <laughs> not, not gonna happen. Okay. I, if Anyone can do it. It's us. You give me the credibility here, and yeah. I'll.
0: You know that is, those people are. Uh... Oh, sorry. It's my father-in-law. <laughs> oh. those people are evangelicals. Taoist or not. Yes. <laughs>
1: I'm just checking. There might be a market for what people need to hear our message. And I need a Rolex. Yeah. And, well, uh... They'll they'll find
0: it. Okay. Th- those who need to find it will. It's organic. It grows. True.
1: It grows. How many downloads have we had? <laughs> oh, hundreds of thousands. <laughs> Amazing. See? It- There you go. I I knew there'd be an audience. I thought, oh, you know, maybe we'll get like 120 people every week.
0: Right. Uh, That's what we're expecting. You know, maybe eventually we'll have, you know,
1: 500,000 people listening. Maybe, you know. (laughs) And we have gone way past that. Now, I always say, number one podcast on Taoism in the world.
0: (laughs) That's true. Unless there's one in China
1: I don't know about that a billion people listen to. Uh, So this this is a personal question I have here. And... It's funny when, you know, we'll, we'll get email from listeners, we'll get, you know, and they'll be asking about certain things, and, you know, obviously, Dr. Carl, who is much more well-versed in this stuff, gives a, a great answer, but I like to help out people, too, with the limited knowledge I have. Um, but then when it comes to my own personal problems, it gets tough to see the forest from the trees. Yeah. Uh, and so then, you know, I've, I've come up with an issue recently, and I want to uh, approach it from a Taoist perspective, because it seems to have worked with everything else uh, so far, and so but actually finding that perspective in my own life is much more difficult than it is looking at someone else's uh, issues so uh currently so I make my living as a writer and I have a whole bunch of different clients that that I kind of work for that I call clients and you know kind of a diff- bunch of different jobs and that adds up to you know kind of like a, having a business you know right so uh, a couple of weeks back, I had four, five clients, and I had tons of work. I had actually too much work, um, which, was, which was good. And, um, you know, it's different stuff from writing for like a progressive website, writing kind of like commentary on the trending issues of the day and politics and, you know, life in general. And unfortunately, they ha- have scaled back their website mm-hmm. and are redirecting and doing other things, so they don't need me contributing uh, as much. And so now I've gone from having way too much work to having half of the work I normally had. Mm-hmm. And so in that way it's it's almost like going from being overemployed to underemployed. Right. So uh so the interesting thing is I thought, okay, this is an opportunity not to freak out and think, Oh Lord, you know, me and my family are gonna be living on the streets. Nah. Right. Um, you know, my wife works, so we'll be fine, but um but I want to be able to embrace change and see this as an opportunity, you know, now that my job slate in life is empty in certain ways, now it can be fulfilled by something new and different and possibly better. Um, and, and then also, you know, I want to embrace the opportunities provided by change. And then also how to incorporate Wu Wei into kind of, you know, effortless action to find what naturally fits my way, right? And... Um, to, to bring in further work or, you know, uh, in that way. So I, I was asking, Dr. Carl, what do you think is the best way I should approach this situation? Well, you
0: know, uh, Dow, as you know, is about change. Mm-hmm. That's the number, that's, that's, that's numero uno, as they say. Right. That's the first thing. And the thing about change is that it changes. <laughs> right. It is not static. It's like a wave. And, the only, and, and that's how movement is propelled in radio waves and in life. And in order for a wave to develop momentum, what does it have to do? It has to go up. It has to come back down. And in that continuous movement of up and down, you get forward momentum. Right. And that's change. And so on one hand, uh, since it is essentially the most kind of true thing in Existence (laughs) is this process of change, we we can't resist it, we can't wish it was not happening. (laughs) And and in fact, if anything, we probably should expect it Mm -hmm. now. So, if we're expecting change, then which uh, most people don't seem to really be doing, actually, right? They don't really expect it, you know, even if they grudgingly accept it, (laughs) they don't really expect it, right? But if you expect it, then, of course, you can actually plan for it,
1: right? Right, okay, well. <laughs> and,
0: and and by planning, of course, we open up other doors, other mm-hmm. opportunities. Correct. Because if I were spending all of my energy and time doing something over here, then to the corresponding extent, I couldn't be doing something else over there. Right. But uh, it, it's like um, uh, the, the space within something, which is actually, I think, one of the... Dao De Ching chapters, you know, yes, you know, and you know, like about the spokes on a wheel, and mm-hmm. things like that. Oh yeah, and, and the empty space within is is actually waiting to be filled by something on the outside, which is manifestation. Yes, that's how out of the void things actually emerge. Mm-hmm. And so, in 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 terms of a business, I think it's very helpful to upfront and on a continuing basis to really have a really good uh, picture of your client's needs. Okay. Wh- wh- where are they right now? What are their expectations for the moment? Where would they like to see themselves going in the future? Mm-hmm. And can you position yourself to be able to assist them with them as they grow and change and their needs um, become more mutable right. um, and movable right. over time? if you can position yourself to always be the go-to guy when they have to change you become indispensable right right <laughs> e- even when they when things are changing correct so that involves close communication and actually exceeding expectations so they are always very content in fact they're so content And so, please, with what you're doing, they refer all their friends to you as well. Right, yes, yes. (laughs) So then maybe, again, you wind up with that other problem. Oh, my gosh, I have so much work. I don't know what to do.
1: That that was a month ago's problem. (laughs) This month is different. different. But again, it's
0: created the space Mm -hmm. for maybe rethinking how you communicate so that you can be anticipating helping them anticipate the changes that their their business is going to require and right. then you being there with the solution you being the solution right <laughs> you know because you being the creative change artist you're the person who can help them when they are confronted with change right rather than them think oh my gosh i need to change uh, oh, oh oh todd we we can't use you as much now no we need you more now because right. you're the person who's going to help us change
1: right well, that's a good point you know say yeah Actually, we need you more now in that situation.
0: Yes. You you know, ev- every challenging situation actually, for someone, provides an opportunity.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely.
0: For someone. Right. We, you want to be someone.
1: <laughs> right. I want to go from the guy on one end of it to the guy on the other. Now, when it comes to, you know, a lot of, in the Tao, a lot of it is, you know, kind of finding one's true self and uh, issuing... The the things that aren't us, right? You know, like yes. a, car, you know, carving away at things to find our true self and what we should really be doing, and and I find that this opportunity is great because maybe something's going to come in that's actually going to be even more fulfilling or more what I, I, I I'm weary about using the term meant to be because I feel like nothing's meant to be, right? Like th- things just kind of are, right? Um, Again, it's a
0: wave. Yes, it, it's a wave. You know, it's meant to be in the sense that we, we know the wave is going to happen. <laughs> yes, it yes. cannot not happen. So it, it's meant to be in that sense. But what is not meant to be is in terms of our expectations. Uh-huh. You know, we, we can't expect it to be the exact way that we foresee in advance necessarily. Yeah, Not necessarily. You know, I, I often say it's really good to put your intention out there in terms of what you would, how you would, the outcome that you would like to see, but right. how that outcome is going to be determined that the DAO will provide. Right. The DAO will provide. Because we can't possibly think of every conceivable possible way that things could actually come to fruition. Right. We, 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 because that's, Limitless, right? Absolutely, there's billions of possible ways, correct? And maybe we can only think of two or three hundred of them if we're lucky, right? Right. (laughs) Maybe two or three or four or five or ten (laughs) for most people if they're lucky. Whereas the universe is totally unlimited, so if we leave ourselves open to the Tao, you know, we follow our heart, Mm -hmm. which is of course in alignment with the great Tao, right? And then the great Tao having no limitations. Will actually select the one that fits this particular circumstance at this particular time right now in the present moment it's so, actually beautiful how that works
1: so so the key is to kind of have some moments of introspection and figure out, okay, now that I have this empty thing, what do I want to fill it with correct and and, and kind of having a very clear idea of what I want that to be, which may take a little bit of time to figure out right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as you if you've talked about before on the show, about, you know, the day and what exists in the heart, in the, you know, unified field of conscious yes. and kind of, uh, you know, use focus from the heart right now. Yes. And, and then, w- w- is that focus on the heart, is that going to, is that the way to create and find the intention? Or to actualize the intention, you get you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Both,
0: in a sense, it's like on one hand, we, we you you probably want to kind of set some goal goals for yourself, but the exact means for how the universe is going to provide for that, we kind of leave up to the Tao. Right. Because again, we don't know everything. The, right. the, the Tao does. so <laughs> We don't. Right. You know. Now this this heart centered way of setting intention. Um, it, it does involve going inside to that quiet space deep inside mm-hmm. uh, what's known as the sacred space of the heart. You know, all mystics for thousands of years have known about this special place, mm-hmm. you know. And there's actually a meditation, meditative process for actually getting in there, ah, actually, okay. which all shamans know, all indigenous people know. Everybody knows it except us. <laughs> right. um, and then in order to actually... Once you so you're in there now you become aware of the kind of the field of possibilities mm-hmm. because this it's like you are in the the great wellspring of the Tao at that point, and but then what in in order to actually actualize something this is you know p- kind of you know part of the you know the 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 you know the process of creation creating y- from your intention mm-hmm. now, you you need to actually have a good picture of kind of this the outcome that you expect in your mind as if it's already happened right it's already because out there in the universe somewhere it has happened right and emotionally if this thing actually happened how would i feel emotionally right oh i'd be ecstatic right so and in my physical body how would i feel if this thing actually manifested right in front of me right now mm-hmm. so at the mental emotional and physical level you hold all three of those in your heart not in just your head, right? Because the head is bipolar; it's polarized, right. and so you'll create the opposite also mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> which might destroy it down yes. the road yes <laughs> it's like we were talking earlier about people who win the lotto right no, yeah you know, oh my gosh I got all this money and then within five years right they're broke you know they're divorced their families have fallen apart yeah. you know they they owe money you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they were grasping they were too greedy you know they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they were led by their ego really? and their brain desires you know, right when, when we we know that Actually, probably the one of the most fulfilling actions in life is to share, mm-hmm. is to give, just give it away. Right? Just I mean, you're going to take care of yourself, but the rest of it, just give it away. Yeah. You know how happy you'd be, right. how happy you'd make other people, how much, how more improved this world would be. So, w- w- at the mental, emotional, and physical level, but coming from the heart space, not the head space. Mm-hmm. We, we need to have a good feeling, this intuitive feeling, that these things that we are trying to create actually have already been created. And then the, the act of feeling as if it's already here downloads it from the Tao and moves it right into creation.
1: Now, okay, now when you say, you know, kind of coming from the hearts, heart space, I know my head space very well, right? So the heart space is that that part of you that, Kind of unmapped, emotional part of what when one feels they've kind of opened up themselves emotionally to the world, or Mm -hmm. you know that feeling of having something tug Mm -hmm. on your uh, heartstrings, Mm -hmm. or is it?
0: That's a different heart.
1: Oh, (laughs) there's two heart
0: spaces. There's what you're referring to, the emotional heart. Yes. yes, which everybody's very familiar with. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. I'm sure. <laughs> everybody's very familiar with rage and jealousy and fear and anxiety and sadness. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're only too familiar with that. But there's another hard space that's very quiet. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's been called the quietest spot in the universe. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you know you're there. Because okay. you don't have all those emotional ups and downs that we're talking about in the emotional heart. in this sacred space of the heart is just stillness, vastness. In fact, you feel like you are one with the great Tao. Because you are.
1: <laughs> so it's, like a, it's almost like a nirvana, like a place of no movement.
0: Yes. Right. It's a place of absolute stillness. But since it's the void, it's the great void. Mm -hmm. But because it's the great void, every potentiality is contained within it as well. Okay. And so if you go in there with some idea about, again, mentally, emotionally, physically, kind of what your outcome would like to be, and then you throw that into the great void and trust the great void to provide you with the answer, you've got it made. Right. That's how you create from the Tao. Well, now... That's how you create something... From no thing, right? Well, not now well—that's <laughs> Wu Wei.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> Effort, yeah. There's
0: your answer. That's effortless action. Okay. That's it. Okay.
1: Uh, no, so, that's good. Th- I, so that's
0: why that was a great question because yeah. it it allows us to actually discuss the process of manifestation and creation from a from a more Taoist perspective. Okay. All right. Well, and I'm sure that will help many, many, many people.
1: No, and it's and it's good just to get it out and to see and to see okay. And and not think about one's situation so narrowly is okay. I'm looking for an, another thing that's going to look exactly what I just had. Right, it's not. <laughs> um, you know, the the the, the it, it'll come disguised. Right, (laughs) you just got to know it.
0: Yeah, talk about uh, not being open to change. Uh, Yeah, I want this exact thing (laughs) in the exact same way every time for forever. (laughs) Right,
1: and that's not it. It's it's a process of like how wide and big can you think about this situation? Well, how many different things fill that uh, you know that void that that emptiness? And to, to have a complete... And and as, as they say back in chapter one of the Tao De Ching, to look at the situation almost like kind of desireless to see its entirety. Yes. Yes. And now, if you think about it this way, okay. Now we have looking at the world desireless, right? And we also have desiring a specific outcome. Yes. How does one square that circle? It's like...
0: Y- I mean, being a human being, there's there's no way <clears throat> to I mean, unless you are a transcendent saint or something, yes, to, c- to be completely desireless, you know uh, it's about not being attached to the desire, not being you know, controlled by not it being or controlled not be- by it and no. not being attached to a specific outcome. Again, you may know more or less how you'd like things to look, but again, exactly how that's going to come into manifestation. We leave that to the Tao to provide, mm-hmm. because the Tao has every conceivable infinite number of options, right. more than we'd ever think about. Right. That's for sure. But again, if we go to the sacred space of the heart, where our input combines with the 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 receptivity that we sense coming from the Tao, when those two things merge that's when the be- the beauty of the manifestation actually comes out in just a lovely way uh. without us having to strive so hard for it mm-hmm. that's the effortless part of the action right okay it's effortless right it's like you have a picture of it but then you connect yourself to the picture and then you just allow it to paint itself
1: oh nice <laughs> well yeah it's like uh, automatic writing or very Being a part much. of that creative flow. Very or, much. Which actually, we have a, an email regarding. Uh, is that in today's show? Oh no, that's it's in another show we're doing. Um, so well, well, thank you, Doctor Todd. Absolutely, um, because this is something that all of us deal with all the time. Yeah, I think and, you know, and anybody listening, there could be they could be not in a situation of need, uh, but one in a situation of I can make my life better. I can improve my life. I can absolutely you know, make things ha- how I truly wish them to be. Um, so, so now we're going to engage in a bit of just hardcore Tao. We're going to go back to the Dao De Ching. We're going to take it apart and look at a couple couple chapters. Uh, and this right here is uh, Chapter 11. exactly um, very pertinent to what
0: we just talked about.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, this one's about bankruptcy, strangely. And, uh,
0: <laughs> so Chapter 11... Thirty spokes share the wheel's hub. It is the center hole that makes it useful. Shape clay into a vessel. It is the space within that makes it useful. Cut doors and windows for a room. It is the holes which make it useful. Therefore, benefit comes from what is there. Usefulness comes from what is not there. Mm. Interesting.
1: I think this strikes back to... Um, a show we did a while back we were talking about kind of how Taoism is kind of an antidote for Western thinking mm-hmm. and Western thinking tends to say uh, that which is empty is useless right. or that which is empty is negative right. <laughs> you know uh, when it's actually it's just full of nothing but potential exactly yeah, again as
0: we were discussing a few yeah. moments ago right. you know, it's being open to every conceivable possibility mm-hmm. without having to know in advance what those are right because how could we? How can we know in advance every conceivable possibility? Mm-hmm. We cannot. See, that's that part about trusting, uh-huh. trusting the process. Right. So you know, Lao Tzu is alerting us to the benefits of not defining things solely by their outward appearance or even their standard expected use. You know, there's kind of an inner organizing principle that flows from emptiness that allows things to form into configurations that we then can employ usefully. Mm -hmm. Without allowing for this internal emptiness, the external configuration may indeed prove to be less useful. That's why a Taoist is always open to being surprised.
1: Right, (laughs) right, (laughs) right.
0: We we don't have to know for certain the outcome and exactly how that's going to arrive up front. Again, how could we?
1: Right.
0: See, that's the brain. That's the yeah. brain thinking. <laughs> right. That's the ego. <laughs> that's, that's getting ahead of yourself, you know? <laughs> Which, of course, we are, especially here in the West, we are want to do. Yeah. So learning how to let go of that and trust the process, kind of go
1: with the flow,
0: if mm-hmm. you will, is what this Tao is all about.
1: Right. Yes. yes. Uh, you yeah. know, I, w- I was reading up on this chapter a, a, in Derek Lin's book, mm-hmm. uh, Derek Lin's Doubt Teaching Ching uh, Translation. Yes. Um, and he, he says, it was pretty good, is we can think of the Tao as the ultimate container. The emptiness of the Tao gives its functionality. How can it be that everything comes from the Tao and it's because its emptiness makes it so? Um, and, and, and I was thinking, uh, you know, emptiness provides us with some of the greatest pleasures and satisfactions of the world. Like, uh, if you look at art that's kind of uh, minimalist, uh, and lots of Chinese painting is that way, where you have yes. like just kind of a stark background and just like a flower in the middle, and it, it's that flower juxtaposed against the emptiness yes. that makes it great. It's yes. and as I think I say on every show, is it in music, silence is a note, and not playing at a certain point is just as powerful than choosing a note, right? Yes. And brilliant musicians know that that you know right. the and, break and the space in between, mm-hmm. which is timing. The intervals, yes. The yeah. intervals, yes. It's like uh, Alan Watts always talks about: we, the world is a combination of on and off. Yes, and the on is just as important as the off. Absolutely, and we would not notice the on for not the off. Exactly, exactly. Yin and yang. Right. Yes, and it's you know it's like when I, be, being hungry allows you to have the satisfaction of eating. Yes, you know. Um, uh, b- being sober allows you the joy of being drunk, right? <laughs> but if you're drunk all the time...
0: You will pay a severe price. <laughs> yes,
1: and it, again, that's just being completely in the on mode all the time and not enjoying the off. It's the balance. Exactly. That, again,
0: that wave I was talking about. Right. Up and down, on and off, right? Right. You know, being willing to let go. And, and understanding that's part of the process. Mm-hmm. There's no way to move forward without that. Right. That's how the wave gets propelled. That's how movement into action, into reality actually occurs. Mm-hmm. And so by understanding that process, ah, you can just take a breath, relax, and just go. literally go with the wave, which is the flow of how the Tao manifests. Mm-hmm. It takes so much pressure off our poor little brains.
1: Because right. <laughs> before I would, you know, I would have... Uh, certain feelings it was like you know oh i, f- I feel so empty after you know kind of emotionally empty after something uh, and it'd be like no that's that's wonderful because then mm-hmm. you're just making way for the next positive emotion exactly. to come or whatever That creating, it's just you're creating the space for it yeah there, there will always you know you will always be hungry at some point you will always be uh, alone at a certain point and then enjoy companionship you, you're, you're, the world is never going to be at this plateau of perfect because once it hits that plateau of perfect, you start seeing what else is wrong like what once you kind of have everything and you're you're, you're totally fulfilled and everything like that like you know happiness is uh, it's not a plateau but it's a constant work in progress mm-hmm. right and it's like you know it's like that thing that once once you kind of have Uh, everything you realize there's a total different level or as one person once said, I'm at one with the universe. And he said, is that on a scale of one to 10, (laughs) you know? Um, so it's just, it's just the way it it constantly moves. Um, and, and and that we, that understanding and embracing and kind of laughing and having a sense of humor at this kind of cosmic joke that we are in
0: (laughs) as Dr. The famous Doctor Timothy Leary called it the ah. great cosmic joke.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> and that Taoists can kind of circumvent the pain of that yes. joke by understanding the flow in its entirety. And I think that's one of the hugest lessons of Taoism. Something that completely cha- changed my perspective on the world. The first time you know I picked up the Tao of Pooh, or whatever, and realized that um, as you say, the great reward isn't right around the corner. It doesn't come when you get that job or it doesn't come when you get that money or it doesn't come when you get that cool car or, or anything. It, it never, you never reach that point. You think, you're, you're almost lied to, that you think that you're going to reach this point where finally you have it all and now you just ride everything out feeling great and nothing <laughs> ever goes wrong and you're inoculated against the world's problems. Right. No, no, no. It never happens. All you have is, but what you do have is right now. And you can perfect that.
0: Which is the journey, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a fixed destination. Correct. We can always enjoy the journey, ups and downs, but always moving. Right. It's beautiful.
1: All right, let's do um, chapter 18 here. Oh, yes. Um, And this one is, Dr. Carl, if you could kindly read it. Chapter 18.
0: When the great Tao is forgotten, kindness and morality arise. When wisdom and intelligence are born, the great pretense begins. When there is no peace within the family, filial piety and devotion arise. When the country is confused and in chaos, loyal ministers appear.
1: Uh, I I love, this is one of my (laughs) favorites uh, in, in the Tao Te Ching. Yeah, it's a good one.
0: And again, in chapter 18, Lao Tzu seems to be, advising kind of cautioning us that balance and harmony in a society are most authentic when flowing from within rather than when externally imposed by rules orders regulations this can lead to what he calls the great pretense filial piety and devotion or the necessity for loyal ministers so when we've kind of lost our internal compass that breakdown seems to result in the need for external structures to enforce the rules. Mm. Whereas those who are in touch with their inner essence don't require these things. Think about the thousands and thousands of rules, regulations, and laws that we have. Um, I I think every kind of legislature creates several thousand more every year Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to justify their existence, probably. Right. And yet... In this country, we have more people in prison than any other nation on earth. Mm-hmm. So, surely, is law and order and punishment in themselves, do these lead to
1: better outcomes for society? That doesn't seem to be the yeah. case. Is it law for the sake of law or law to actually help?
0: <laughs> so, you know, perhaps we need to look at these things in a different way. And Lao Tzu is advising us really to look within, for again, for that source of internal regulation and balance. Because if we truly do that, we know, of course, that we will feel and sense and intuit that we are one with the Tao. We are one with all of our neighbors. Mm -hmm. We are one with everything that is part of this great field. And the field works best when it's nurtured. And it, it's nurtured where benefit accrues to the mo- to the largest number of individuals and organisms that are part of the field, and and, and nurtured versus controlled. Exactly, they're two different things. Exactly.
1: Yes. All right.
0: One is about limitation, and one is about creation and manifestation. Right. <laughs> and so all of these rules and regulations that we have. Um, you know, and getting, you know, tough law and order uh, it, yeah, it does. It, it's it's not working. <laughs> right, it's not working. And yet, what do people, especially politicians, mm-hmm. typically want to do? Double down, more laws, right. more rules, longer prison sentences. Right, put more people in prison, build yeah. super big, bigger jails. Right? Uh, right, uh Not no, not more schools or more libraries uh, yeah. or you know, or more concerts or you know th- you know things that might actually you know nurture people and allow them to find a. a a sense of inner inner balance and and a way of feeling more expansion inside instead they tried to put up more barriers and bars literally uh, yeah. outside and it, it's not working
1: yeah if they put that it's money into building a super school in that neighborhood you'd have a lot of less people having to, go to the super <laughs> in prison. the supermax yeah exactly yes. oh yeah i uh, you know, how's that drug war working out for <laughs> oh my gosh that's the worst of all oh oh it's the most insidious I but you know my 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 thought on it. Well, one guy I remember because people talk about our show on Reddit and it's always and I was checking in and the the one guy who said you know I like that Taoism show until they they did the episode where they started talking about politics and talking about Trump. Because, you know, the Tao has no place for that.
0: Huh. And I was like,
1: did you read the book?
0: Man has not read the Tao Te Ching. Yeah, <laughs> there is a lot about politics in the Tao Te uh, Ching. the book is about politics. <laughs> yeah, but there, there La, is... Lao Tzu's uh, uh, admonitions
1: to politicians to change their ways. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and the funny thing is, it's like, you, you know, if, if you have drugs or do drugs, the majority of the people aren't doing anything wrong. But then they get busted for having them and have to go to prison. Right. We already have laws that say don't rob somebody or don't kill somebody. So you know who who cares if you got something on you, right? (laughs) Unless unless you're hurting somebody, we already have laws for that. So there's something on you.
0: It's obviously it's all about external control. Yes. And that's what people are really, especially politicians, are really looking for. You know, I think that. the, that profession tends to attract people who, who whose mentality drifts in that direction.
1: Yes, <laughs> and we have there. You know, there are a lot of people. I was talking about this with, with somebody the other day. Um, I think that intrinsically, I at one point thought most people desire to be free. And behave you know kind of as they want and want to live in a world where people can behave freely and accept that there's going to be a certain amount of turmoil that comes with that but that is a preferable society than one who where people live under authoritarian rule and yeah, actually look around the world how's that working yeah and but actually there is a desire in many many people I think more than I thought I knew that like someone telling them what to do because it releases their personal anxiety I think there are a lot of people that are afraid of making choices for their lives and are happy to defer that freedom to somebody else. Famous book. I think
0: I, we may have mentioned it before on
1: the show uh,
0: by a uh, famous psychologist, existential psychologist and philosopher, Dr. Eric Fromm, mm-hmm. Escape from Freedom. Yes. It was a bestseller back in the probably 70s or something. Great book about this very notion, this very subject.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so I was reading this, and there's a, there's a, there's a I guess, a, a political philosophy that's kind of a... It's, it's kind of a, an anarchistic, libertarian view of the world, and it's, it's known as spontaneous order. So spontaneous order in society arises spontaneous, spontaneously out of the actions of thousands or millions of individuals who coordinate their actions and those of others to achieve their purposes. So there's already an innate, if we just have faith in it, instead of trying to control everybody. Mm -hmm. Spontaneous order that arises where, you know, there's transactional relationships around, Mm -hmm. and if me and my neighbor are doing business, then my neighbor and I are not going to fight with each other. If the whole world is just allowed to interact freely, for the most part, we will have a better world than one with uh, external controls put on it. That then, Like in the Tao Te Ching, they talk about it perfectly, talking about if... Kindness and morality, you have to have morality when this spontaneous order is broken. If yes. not, there's a natural already yes. thing. You don't have to impose it. exactly. And kindness is be, uh, just a normal human interaction that you don't even need to label until you have this breakdown, which can be caused by external authority. Um, and, and the real breakdown, of course, is when you don't
0: have access and contact with your own internal source of creativity mm-hmm. uh, you know the, 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 again that that's heart spa- that heart centered space you know where one actually feels w- one is in touch with the internal field which of course is always in touch with the external field and therefore there is no other there's right. just all of us right. we're all in this together right you know and so that's why all the great spiritual traditions pretty much the highest ideal is always service Mm -hmm. because the saints don't see you and me they see us and so if some someone supposedly out there is wanting then the saint feels the wanting and Mm -hmm. wants to service and and help Mm -hmm. you know it's not like oh he's hungry no we we are we are hungry right so i'll help right
1: um, oh, oh, oh. It, it
0: leads to generosity. Yes. Not selfishness, which is what some political ph- philosophies lean towards. Right. No. Yes. It actually leads to the opposite. It leads yes. to generosity. Correct. Instead. Correct. You know, see, they 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 got to that the, that point of selfishness because they were just in their heads. They mm-hmm. were not in their heart. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. That's the difference. Spontaneous order that comes from the heart, and it's it's also funny. And <laughs> here, there's a great thing. Where it's like, f- f- was it filial piety? Filial piety. Yes. yes, it's always a weird word we run across in the Tao, and the Chinese talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like if from Confucius, especially. Yeah, like within a family unit, you can you could you could kind of go two ways with it, right? You can have the traditional, like either traditional gender roles or traditional family roles, and try to which might be a square peg in a round hole for certain people. Or mm-hmm. through spontaneous order, you have who are these five people in a room? How do we interact in the most positive way and accept our own natural roles that come from this? Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, dad feeling he has to be this and lives his whole life mad and drunk and beats on the kids, <laughs> or mom feels that she can't work or she can't be herself because she's in this mother role and the kids in this role. That's yeah. filial piety, which is kind of just putting this false structure over yes. people. Well, yeah, the natural thing it's like. In my family, I'm not trying to say we're great or whatever, but we we kind of, I work from home and I take care of the child during the day and I cook dinner and I do certain things that are maybe a traditional mother or feminine mm-hmm. thing, yeah. and Mr. My, Mom, right? I do I do a bit of <laughs> Mr. It. Momming, mm-hmm. and then my my wife does her thing. She doesn't cook, but she then she helps out with other things as I, And but for us, we found it's the best dynamic. Instead of they said. You know, Todd, you need to go be out in the office all day right. and then you need to come back in a suit, look at the paper, right? And yeah. my wife needs to be wearing pearls yeah. and syrup. That, that might work According for some people. According to whom? <laughs> right. Who made up those rules? But it's again, those, those rules arise uh, so kind of counter you're, to this natural. Yeah, your order. life
0: is working for you and, and yeah. everyone is content. Everyone's getting their needs fulfilled.
1: Correct. That's beautiful. Um, let's see here. I like it. Yeah. Oh, and then also there's a bit about when like government descends into chaos, you know, there now loyalty arrives from certain people because now there's loyal and disloyal inside Mm -hmm. versus everybody working together like clockwork, right? Right. Yeah, the
0: loyal ministers and the politicians,
1: in other yeah. words. Well, it's like now in the currently... In the,
0: they, they take advantage, of course, of uh, any disharmony in society. It gives them a chance to do what? Create more laws, right? Right. <laughs> so they can justify their existence and their salaries.
1: It's funny. <laughs> you, t- you tend not to know the names when the presidential administration is running well. The Certain people tend not to be on the tip of your tongue or know mm-hmm. their names because... They're kind of working well together. <laughs> that certainly was Lao Tzu's advice.
0: Right. You know, he said, well, when everything is working well, you don't even know who those people are. The right. politicians, you know, the emperors, you don't even, they're, they're invisible mm-hmm. because they're behind the scenes helping everything work together harmoniously right <laughs> they're not out there every day going oh look at me and look how great I am look what I'm doing for you vote for me <laughs> yeah there's no squeaky wheel
1: no because it's running uh, like clockwork right? exactly yeah exactly. and, that, and then I thought I went one step kind of deeper when we have when we talk about the one versus the ten thousand things now the one is everything working together harmoniously like clockwork. No false, you know, kind of order being presented on it. But when the 10,000 things arise, that's when we, ha- that's when we, we get into the, I'm only looking at this small portion of things, not how not part of the bigger whole. And that, now we're going to have to try to control that because now we see it and it sticks out. We don't see how it balances out with mm-hmm. something else. And, and I see it as a kind of back to the center of, the Big Bang of Taoism, which is the one versus the, the bifurcated, the 10,000 bifurcated mind. Yeah, there, there's
0: space for all things within the Tao. Yes. The, the one thing that's right here in the moment. But what's in my moment is in 10,000 other people's moments too. 10 million, maybe 10 billion other people's moments too. The Tao provides for all of that w- with specificity. Mm -hmm. and with possibilities right both yin and yang you know the manifest and the 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 open creative possibility where the manifest is not known in advance but because it's in touch with the process of creation and creativity it, it like a wave the wave goes up mm-hmm. it has to come back down Right. and once it b- bounces back down it has to then rise back up mm-hmm.
1: it's, that's the natural order of things and that may be what this Dow is yeah, all about exactly alright thank you everybody for listening and we'll be back uh, soon, probably in two weeks with another show thank you Dr. Carl Ta- Totten thank you